0: I think far too many people run around busy checking the boxes of what we think we are supposed to do, what we have to do, instead of thinking, what do I want to do?
1: I'm Amy Jo Martin. Welcome to the Why Not Now Show. That thing you've been thinking about doing? Yeah, that one. Why not now? Have you ever actually taken the time to ask yourself, what's stopping me? Let's talk it through. This is your chance to give that idea the attention it deserves and take action. Each episode, I have a chat with a fascinating person from entrepreneurs to athletes, celebrities, my parents, Rocket scientists, and all walks of life. We talk through a critical time when they've asked themselves, why not now? We dissect that day or even that moment step by step. Our guest today talks about a situation that many of you may be finding yourselves in right now. I know I've been there. Tanya Dalton used to have a company and it was going along well. It was making money. It looked like it was great from the outside looking in, but she wasn't happy. It did not light her up. And so she decided to stop doing what she was doing. She decided to wrap up that company and start getting curious about what she really did want to do. Now, the challenge with doing that is that everyone around us wants us to keep doing what's perceived to be working well, right? They think, "Why would you stop this? Why would you end this company that's profitable that's, you know, appears to to be going along well?" And it takes a really brave Person to decide, no, this isn't working for me, especially with all of those outside voices. So Tanya Dalton did just that. She talks through this story. She talks about the messy middle of what literally happened when she decided to make this change, the details, and how she navigated from idea to action into what she's doing now. Tanya is a productivity expert. She's also a writer and the founder of Inkwell Press. She has her first book coming out. It's called The Joy of Missing Out, and it will be out October 1st. Tanya talks through some of the things that she had to do in order to land on what she wanted to do next. So you hear me talk a lot about finding that intersection of where your purpose, your passion, and your skill collide. So Tanya shares her journey and how she was able to arrive there. And being a productivity expert, you can imagine there are a lot of productivity tips sprinkled in throughout our conversation. So if you're doing something in your life that you feel like you're just ready to stop, you are done, this might be your sign. This specific conversation could be the sign that you need to capitalize on your moment of bravery and start making that shift because why not now? We tackle the most taboo topics on the Why Not Now Show. Oftentimes, you're hearing guests share things they've never shared before. In the spirit of things we don't typically talk about, you should know that the Why Not Now Show is supported by Poopery, the original before-you-go toilet spray. It's magic. My friends at Pooporee have literally taken the smell out of, you know what? This pure blend of essential oils stops bathroom odor before it begins. Visit pooporee.com and why not now listeners get 20% off with code WHYNOTNOW. That's all one word. And you can hear the story about Poopery in our interview with founder Susie Batisse. That's Why Not Now, episode 28. Poopery is also available at Bed Bath and Beyond. Tanya, welcome to the Why Not Now show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Let's hop right in, in the spirit of why not now. Can you tell me about a time when you had a big decision to make and you had to ask yourself, why not now? Yes, I I can because I've had a
0: very big why not now moment in my life for sure. I started my first business back in 2008 and I wanted to grow it to the point where I could bring my husband alongside of me to work along with me. And I was able to do that within about a year. I set that goal for myself. And so John and I were working side by side, I like to say shoulder to shoulder, mm-hmm. getting through mm-hmm. growing this business and and I loved working with him. I loved, you know, all of that part of the business. but. In 2013, I looked at my husband, who I love very much and I enjoy working with, and I said, I'm not happy. I am not happy with this business. I don't feel like it's doing what I want to do to put forth good into the world to really make the impact that I truly want. So what do I do? and you know here i am running a thriving business that is the sole income for our family it, it uh, pays our bills it, it paid the mortgage it fed my kids the three meals a day that they do like to have mm-hmm. and i'm having this crisis of wh- i don't know what to do because i am not happy with what i'm creating and so that was my why not now moment do i continue down this path of doing you know running a business that does well that pays the bills but doesn't really fill my soul? Or do I shift gears and do I totally change who I am and what I do to fulfill that part of me, that passion and that drive and fulfilling that purpose, going in with that unknown of what does this path even look like? And so I hit this crossroad of, you know, do you stick with safe and easy or do you go with unknown and scary and yet ultimately, hopefully, fulfilling? And so I sat down with my husband and he said, you know, he's very supportive and he said, you know, tell me what it is you want to do. And I said, I don't know. I have no idea what it is I want to do. What if there what if there is nothing that is truly fulfilling to me? What if what if this is all that there is? So I had to sit down and I had to make that decision that, okay, I am gonna close this business that's doing really well, and I'm going to figure out what really has meaning to me, what is going to fulfill that part of me that's my passion and my purpose and my priorities. So I sat down and I created some exercises for myself to really dive into the heart of who I am, and I went for it. I said, why not now? Yeah, I could wait, I could wait you know 10 years, I could wait five years, I could wait 12 years, I could wait forever thinking that maybe this isn't what's fulfilling to me, but but it's still paying the bills. Or I can say, I'm going to go for it right now. Because if I can start today, that's sooner for me to make that impact I really want. And so that's what I did. I, I closed my other business and I opened up the doors to Inkwell Press. And to be honest with you, I haven't looked back because it was the best decision I could have possibly made. I took a gamble. I took a risk and I bet on myself. And it was it was the right decision and i really truly believe that's part of why i work with people now and i teach them that if you truly invest in yourself and what is truly meaningful to you that's how you build a fulfilling life
1: you know it's a big decision to walk away from something that isn't really wrong but it's not right right it's like it's not like it was broken but inside it didn't feel right or it did maybe it did feel a little broken um or maybe i felt broken there you really
0: go the it. it wasn't that the business was broken it was doing well it's just i didn't feel whole inside i felt hollow inside because i didn't feel like it really checked the boxes of what is meaningful to me
1: and that's just not sustainable ever right i mean you can't continue to do that and have a quality of life that that will serve you in order even to keep serving that business. So what did you do before, just for comparison?
0: So the business I had prior was I created wholesale jewelry for photographers. So I would take their images and I would set them into pieces of sterling silver, and I created heirloom-quality jewelry that was designed to be passed down for generations with these photographs of family members in it. Okay. Gotcha. So very different from what I do now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like could not be more different from what I do today.
1: And, and this is where, this is why I love kind of dissecting and diving in. Yes, it's very different. And also that transition between one to the other and this sometimes messy phase of figuring it out because you, you had to take time to figure out what it was you wanted to do. And that's, Unfortunately, not always a linear process that we can just plan out and have have happen. So, yeah, what, what was messy, right? <laughs> oh, the interim, the, oh, the middle, the middle is always messy, right? <laughs> so, what did that look like? How did you navigate it? You were working with your husband and then you shifted, uh, you know. Financially, I'm sure there was a – it sounds like there was a bit of a cutoff with the, the previous company, um, and that's where the bravery really comes in. So kudos to you, but what did that messy middle look like?
0: Oh, it was messy. All right. <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> messy. So really – What I think really helped was I I came to this conclusion probably in October, which is right at at the, the beginning stages of the busy season for that business as it is for most people. So I gave myself that time to really between October and January 10th, I gave myself the grace to really just know that I was going to be making a change and just allowing that space to have that going in the background, knowing I was moving forward with the business I was in but just temporarily for the next few months. And then when I got to January 10th, I was like, okay, this is the day that I'm going to stop and I'm really going to dive into what is important to me. So I wanted to really give myself that, that breathing room, that white space that I needed to dive into who am I? Because I felt like I had lost who I was and I needed to rediscover who I am. So I went through a whole process of really discovering what I now call your North Star which is my mission statement, my vision statement, and my core values because I knew I wanted whatever I created to have meaning for me and I knew it needed to fit that constraint of what I really wanted to do and what that vision was for my life. So in sitting down and going through this process and diving deep, and I think that this is one of the things I teach all the time with people is that you really have to look backwards in order to move forward. You have to really look at your breadcrumbs. You have to look at what you've had passions with in your past. What are things that have been really meaningful? What have been the things that have been painful and then turn those around and use them as springboards. And so that's what I did. I gave myself you know, a a nice stretch of time to really dive into asking myself these questions and then combing through and just really, honestly, unfiltered writing down, writing down, writing down. And I just had pages and pages. And then I would go through and I would reread what I had written. And I started looking for patterns and I started looking for things, themes that I saw over and over again. And through this process, I found that there were three things that kept reappearing again and again and again throughout this process for me. So the first thing was teaching. I used to be a teacher, and I like to say in my former life, I was a teacher. And I think that once you're a teacher, you're always a teacher. I love teaching other people. So I knew that education and giving that service needed to be a part of whatever I did. I was really passionate about empowering women. I was doing a lot of small business coaching and helping other women grow their businesses the way that I did. And so I knew that I really loved seeing those light bulb moments in those women's eyes when they would get something and they would start moving forward in their business. And then the third thing was, I was really passionate about productivity because you know when I set that goal to have my husband come work alongside of me, my husband was working for a Fortune 500 company, he has his MBA, and I started my business with $50 and zero business courses, zero business classes. I had never taken anything in business, but I set a goal for myself and that took productivity. And I knew that productivity was what had allowed me to create that life that we had where we were working side by side, where I was able to take him on and absorb his income. So here I have these three totally unrelated things of working with women, teaching, and then productivity. And so I had to create a thread to connect them And that's what Inkwell Press became, a productivity company focused on women and giving them the tools, but also the training. So there was always that level of service and teaching and education that was a part of the tools. So even with my very first product that I put out, you know, I put out a planner and it wasn't just, here's a planner, come back in a year. It was, here's a planner, let's work together to figure out how to make this work best for you. Let's figure out what your priorities are. Let's figure out how you can really schedule your day so you're able to focus on what matters most and so that's really the process i went through it was was messy because you're right we had to close up the other business we had to i like to say we were scraping our pennies together but Mm -hmm. it's so much easier to say no to dinners out and to say no to going to movies and saying no to so many things when you know you're following something you are truly passionate about Mm -hmm. when you really understand that this is what i want to do and this is what i meant to do saying no is so much easier because all that other stuff is just stuff. Absolutely. So I was really able to focus in on what I really wanted to do, and that was opening up the doors to Inkwell Press and beginning to make that impact and changing the lives of women everywhere.
1: Oh, I really appreciate how you were able to create this mashup and create is you you could not mirror or, you know, use someone else's template for this. This was something you had to create because it's so unique. You're pulling together the education side of things, you're teaching and passion for that, empowering women, productivity. And it's something I talk a lot about with the women I work with too, is that you really, it's, it can be a very nonlinear process and it can look so abstract from the outside. It's like, how do I take these three things and how in the heck are they going to come together? But you did it. And I think too, one of the things that I'm noticing about your story is there had to have been a point during that interim where, you know, you your ego was involved or in and maybe not just you, but in, in general with humans, when we end something, when we stop something, when we – I'm using air quotes here – quit something, it's – um you know, that's a, a brave move too because you were moving towards something you wanted to to go to, but that meant communicating to the outside world what was happening. And that's tough. You know, I've been there before. We've we've all been there before in different capacities, but very publicly, and it doesn't always make sense to the outside world. So, okay, fast forward. Gosh, so that was 2013, you said. Here you are. You've written your first book. (laughs) Not only have you grown this company, and you're doing it. You are absolutely doing it. How does it feel, and what has been the most surprising thing to you about this whole journey over the last seven years? I love that question because you're right. You, you get into
0: it and you, you really don't know where it's going to lead you. It's funny because I've had this goal, I've had this dream of being a published author since I was 12 years old. I remember being in my sixth grade teacher's classroom and sharing the book that I wrote, which was complete with pop-ups because, you know, I've always been an overachiever.
1: I saw it, by the way, online. <laughs> it's, it's very impressive. So,
0: you know, I've had that goal and that dream, but I would have never guessed that this you know this shift in my life of that why not now moment. I never would have imagined that would have gotten me to achieve this goal that I'm at that I'm at now. And you're right. It was so messy and it's not linear. And there's a lot of questioning, not just from yourself but also from other people. I mean, people asked me again and again, how can you close the doors of a business that's that's doing well? How can okay. you how can you do this? You know, what are you thinking? People thought I was crazy. But at the same time, I knew I wasn't really happy. I knew that what I was doing, while it pays the bills, it wasn't filling my soul. And I think there is so much to be said for that passion for life, for feeling at the end of the day, like you crawl into bed and you feel good and successful and satisfied with your days. I think far too many people run around busy, checking the boxes of what we think we are supposed to do, what we have to do, instead of thinking, what do I want to do? And really only checking three boxes of what we want to do instead of 50,000 of what everyone else thinks we should do. And that's why we run around busy and crawl into bed at night and think, I didn't do enough, even though I was busy all day long. Even though I worked all day long, I don't feel satisfied. And I knew for me, crawling into bed at night, feeling unsatisfied, feeling like I wasn't doing enough, that I wasn't enough, that was not okay that I needed to make that shift and I needed to make that change. And the only person who can make that decision is me. That's who has to make that decision. It doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. It doesn't matter if people look at me and say, that is the craziest thing that you are doing right now. What mattered is that when I took the time to really uncover what was important to me and what was at the heart of my purpose, that I felt so strongly that that was really who I was at my core, that I could follow that regardless of what the naysayer said, regardless of what the people who told me that I shouldn't be doing this, and regardless of what my parents said or you know the other business owners, I knew I had to do it for me. And that's truly what I think adds meaning to our days. When we live our days passionately, when we focus mm-hmm. on what matters most, instead of thinking about Everything else that we are yep. supposed to do, mm-hmm. you know, we should on ourselves all day long. Yeah. I should be doing this. I should have done that. I should I should be thinking about this instead of thinking, I want to do this. I get to do this, right? And there's a really big difference. And I think when you start thinking to yourself, I get to have this life. I get to choose how I spend my days. Uh, yeah. That's when life becomes so much more satisfying. And that's when... It doesn't matter what other people think. What oh, matters man. is
1: that you are living a life of meaning. I hear you. I hear you 100% and it's I think sometimes to you know to the the individual who's wanting the most out of their lives, there's this pull, this this kind of tug-of-war that we find ourselves in and you have all of this voice and this messaging around do more. Here's how you can hustle and grind and chase and do more and maximize your you know your life with more. And then we have this other side where it's like, hold up, wait a minute, maybe the new thing is actually doing less and creating space. And I think sometimes people feel like they're in a bit of a tornado of where do I belong? Am I trying to do more? Am I trying to do less? But let's talk about The Joy of Missing Out, your book. And I love that term, JOMO. JOMO is the new FOMO. I didn't realize, I don't know if you came up with the term or who did, but I absolutely love just this concept of let's flip the whole FOMO thing on its head and be proud of wanting what we want and doing what we're doing ourselves and taking 100% responsibility of it. Tell me about your book. How can we find more joy in missing out?
0: Yeah, well, What I love about the joy of missing out is I think, I think truly when we think about our ideal day, when we're sitting in line at Starbucks waiting for our coffee to brew, or when we're, when we're in the shower in the morning and we daydream about this ideal day, there's a lot of really amazing things in it. There's some incredible moments in that ideal day, but there are some things that are missing. That feeling of being stretched too thin, that's gone. The obligations that you say yes to out of guilt instead of saying yes to things you really want to that's missing too. And to me, there's so much joy and there's so much happiness in our everyday lives. If we choose to miss out on those other pieces, we can truly experience joy in our everydays. We can make our ideal day our everyday. And so that's really what I'm on a movement to do, because really to me, the joy of missing out is more than a book. It's the start of a movement to really let go of that obligation of busy and to step into the life that you are truly meant to have. And so through the book, we walk through a four step process of custom creating a productivity system for you because everybody's different. Everyone has their own unique priorities and their own purpose. So let's create a system that's designed specifically for you. Instead of trying to wrap your life around some sort of rigid system, let's put you and your priorities front and center, and then let's create everything around that. So we go through the whole four step process of we start with discovery, really discovering who you are and what is at the heart of of who, who you want to be. What is your mission, your vision and your core values, your, your North Star? And then we build on that and we do the next step, which is clarity. So how do we really focus in on what's most important? How do we decide how to take care of all the tasks that we need to get done in our day? How do we get rid of our to do list and instead switch it out for a priority list so we can really, truly focus on what matters most? And then the third step is simplicity, because yes, it is amazing to spend your days on what's most important, but you still gotta do laundry. (laughs) You still have to pay the bills, still gotta take care of the yard work and everything else. So how do we simplify that? How do we make it so those things still happen automatically without you having to stress and worry about them so you can spend your time really on what matters most. And then that last step is harmony. So it's letting go of this idea of balance because we truly don't want balance. We want to find more harmony in our everydays. And so it's learning how to say no and saying no in a way that feels good and comfortable and confident when we say it, and really finding your yes, creating that white space for ourselves so we have that breathing room, so we have the time to really dive into what is important to us. Just like I did when I was having my why not now moment. If I hadn't gifted myself that space, I wouldn't be where I am today. And so I think that that's why it's so important. So we go through those four steps, discovery, clarity, simplicity, and harmony. And at the end of the book, it's full of you know exercises and strategies and actionable items that you can do. Um, And when we come out at the end of the book, you have a system that is designed for you and your life. So that way you are able to focus in on what matters most. Every day is focused in on your priorities. And I think that really is what makes the difference.
1: Amazing. And the book will be out very soon. We'll make sure we link to it. And one final question for you, Tanya, as as an educator yourself, what is one lesson you find yourself learning over and over?
0: Mm, I love that question because I like to tell people that we're always learning. We're all works in progress, aren't we? Mm, Absolutely. So I like to say that I am a recovering perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Because once you're a perfectionist, you're always a perfectionist. And so I'm constantly having to remind myself when I'm leaning into my perfectionism tendencies, when I'm overthinking something, when I'm overdoing something, when I'm overworking it, because I'm trying to make it just right. So I try to remind myself that perfection is rooted in the fear of failure. And I am not failing if I'm doing something that has meaning to me. Mm -hmm. So I have to let go of those expectations of what everybody else says, what everybody else thinks. Those are things I cannot control. And instead, I need to focus in on what is going to help me make the biggest change and impact in the lives of women. So that's that's what I am. I'm a work in progress, recovering perfectionist right here.
1: Oh, I dig it. I hear you. I'm, I'm right there with you in that camp and also a recovering hustler, <laughs> just that hustle and grind mentality. I think they're BFFs with the recovering perfectionists. I think we, same, same posse there. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for joining me on the Why Not Now show and also just sharing the journey of how you got here you know, because it's, and and being honest because it's someone right now is listening who is probably wanting to stop doing what is perceived to be working from the outside world and actually do what they want to do. And that's not easy. And seeing is believing you're doing it. And I appreciate you sharing. Can't wait to get my hands on your book and uh, congrats! Enjoy this season of book launch and the fun times you've created it, and and it's it's an exciting time for sure.
0: Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. I love I love being able to share my story because I like to tell people if I can do it, you can do it.
1: Absolutely, what a great way to wrap things up. Thank you so much, Tanya. Thank you. <laughs> everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. Hit me up on social media to let me know what you think. I'm at Amy Joe Martin on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And I want to hear your why not now moments so I can share them on the show. Just send me a note to why not now at amyjomartin.com. For show notes and other offers, you can visit amyjomartin.com forward slash why not now. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email newsletter for exclusive content and announcements. A big thanks to Rock Salt Music for all of the tunes by the talented John Coggins. And of course, a hat tip to Richard Gruer for editing and producing the show. I'll see you next time. And until then, Why not now? Thank you.